last summer, man, uh, was going through a lot. Was going through a lot. And, you know, I had a great support system. I just kept working hard, working hard, and had my mind set on this goal right here. I came to a team, a new coach, that mindset was the same as mine, trying to get, trying to get that Larry OB over there. And, you know, this is what I play basketball for. This is what I work out for all summer during the season. And I'm happy that my hard work paid off. His hard work did pay off. He brought that Larry OB back to Toronto. And we just heard from uh, the – that was Kawhi Leonard, of course, uh, if if you're not uh, over-familiar with the sound of his voice right now. Maybe, maybe you're not – uh, used to hearing emotion in it, but uh, we got to see some and hear some last night after the Raptors uh, brought that Larry O'B, the NBCA championship trophy, the Larry O'Brien trophy, home uh, to Toronto. A, a joyous, joyous event. Uh, another joyous event that happens in many people's lives is that they graduate from school. Um, and that joy quickly gives way to the realization that that once you've graduated you got to start paying down your student debt. Uh, Global News has a story up on uh, globalnews.ca right now. Four things many new grads don't know about student debt. And it's things that they they maybe should know and prepare for. And maybe if you're a parent of a student who's graduating too, you want to help them prepare for that uh, so that they don't get any uh, tricky surprises. Uh, Joining us now, whenever we have uh, sort of personal finance uh, issues that we need to be walked through, we turn to Rabina Ahmed Hawk, our personal finance expert. Welcome, Rabina. Ed, that was a fantastic segue. I was wondering how you were going to go from Kawhi Leonard to student loans, but you somehow did it. <laughs> the, the theme is celebration, and uh, I don't know if people in Toronto are having a hangover after their celebrations last night, but often uh, maybe student debt is kind of a hangover from the celebrations of, uh, of, uh, of, of graduating. Well, I'm sure there was a lot of university grads in that crowd last night, and a lot of them who have this average amount of student loan, about $25,000, $26,000 Canadian students graduate from. Uh, and this is undergrad. This is not, you know, you're not getting your MBA. It's not, not when you get out of medical school. school, yeah. No, this is just a regular four-year um, undergrad degree that many of us then have to uh, go on to do other studies, which means bigger bucks that you have to take on to actually find a job that's going to help you pay that student loan off. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of things to to think about if you are graduating with that kind of debt that you have to pay off. Yeah, I mean, and it it is something that, I I mean, I imagine that many, many uh, university students and university graduates are more responsible than, say, my wife and I were at that age. But I, I actually graduated without debt because I didn't even know how to apply for it. I was so financially illiterate. Uh, but uh, I, I didn't graduate. So I didn't graduate without any debt. Uh, but my wife, uh, when when she was finishing school, we, we had this kind of rude awakening even before she finished because what had happened is that she was getting, uh, you, you know, OSAP loans and we moved uh, she was still a student while we after we got married, and we had moved and had not advised OSAP of our change of address. So at some point, they had sent forms saying, if you are going to be a student next year, you have to return these forms. We never got those forms because they weren't forwarded to us. 
And so the debt went to collections. And so while she was still a student and I was working for roughly minimum wage, we, we wound up on a payment schedule uh, that was forced on us and there was no way to reverse it. So uh, that that's, doesn't apply to most people, but it, it did wake me up to how you do have to mind the details. When you think about student debt, you often, it, it, it's often either the government or, or private lenders are very welcoming when they're offering that debt. They make it relatively easy for you to get, but you've got to pay attention to the details or you wind up in trouble. Yeah, and I think that, you know, this story is about how to manage that debt once it, you've, actually, yeah. you've yeah. actually gone through school and you're, you're graduated. But really, the financial literacy lessons should start before your son or daughter uh, go off to university. Because as you know, with OSAP, they deposit that money straight into your account, and then you're expected to manage that money. And it can be tens of thousands of dollars. I know uh, plenty of, I went to university in 1995, and I know plenty of people that I went to university with that saw that money as being fun money. So yeah, they paid their tuition and whatever other costs they had, uh, but they didn't actually budget that this money has to last me up until the end of April um, and spent it all before you know Christmas rolled around. And then they're going back to mom and dad saying, oh, I didn't get enough OSAP. Can you lend me some more money for X, Y, and Z? So the, the financial lessons, should, literacy lessons should start before you get to university. It should start even way before that, but definitely before you put thousands of dollars into a young young person's account who may never have managed money. But once you do graduate, there are things to think about, you know, the interest rate that's applied to those government student loans, even though uh, there is that six-month grace period, which I think everybody is aware of that you don't have to pay your loans for six months, uh, but there is interest accruing on that. And it's pretty high. It's prime plus, uh, I just looked it up, prime plus uh, prime plus 2.5 mm. and then or prime plus 5, which, whichever you choose, either a variable rate or a fixed rate. So that's pretty high. I mean, you, you could be looking at an extra few thousand dollars at, at the end of the, the year that you have to pay that you didn't realize when you first graduated. Yeah, and so, I mean, if, if you're taking advantage of the grace period because you don't have any income or you don't have any way to start paying it down, then maybe that's that's a, a cost you're willing to bear. But if if you're just thinking, oh, well, I've got this six-month grace period, so I won't start paying it, the fact that you're accruing interest that could add up to a significant amount is something the students would want to know. Yeah, exactly. And if you are working, like if you are lucky enough to get a job right out of university, you should start paying that loan off because the interest is applied to the amount of money that you owe. So if you pay some money off, then there's no interest that's going to be charged to you. So you will, in fact, owe less money at the end. Uh, So start doing that. I know that in this article, they recommended that you don't consolidate your loan. Mm. I I actually feel like that's bad advice because in many cases, you can consolidate less for what the government is, uh, is is charging you, I understand that you can no longer claim that credit on the interest that you pay on your loan, uh, but really uh, having a lower interest rate will probably save you more money. I mean, if you're going to take a really long time to pay your student loan off, maybe you want to uh, keep with the government loan so you can continue to claim that credit. But if your uh, idea is that I want to get this paid off as fast as possible and as cheaply as possible, consolidating it for a lower amount, um, and just really uh, using your time to uh, to pound that mortgage down as much as you can. Um, when I say time, meaning continue to live like a student during during the time that you're paying it off, uh, you'll do much better financially. Rubina, now that men, well, that one that you mentioned, where you, where you maybe disagree uh, in most cases with the advice that the Global News article is giving about consolidating debt, that's tied in to the availability of a of a tax break that's available to uh, 
to, to help students who have this. Uh, it's a non-refundable tax credit. What, what, like, what's the size of that? Because I, I imagine if there's any question that it would be bigger than than the interest payments, the interest difference. That it, I mean, many people might not know this this uh, tax break is available, but but how big is in it? What 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 about that? I don't know exactly how much the credit is. It's that 15% tax credit on the interest that you pay, but I don't know okay. if there's a cap on that. Um, I can definitely tweet that information out. But this is the kind of information that students need is to know, you know, how much of a tax credit am I going to get? Is it going to be greater than the interest that I would pay on this student loan? Or does it make more sense for me to get a lower interest loan and just really focus on paying my debt off, which is going to be cheaper? The only other cautionary tale I have with consolidated uh, debt is that often when people consolidate their debt, this this has to do with credit card debt as well, yeah. they feel a little bit free from whatever was, you know, financial burdens that they were feeling because all of a sudden that's credit card is at zero, that line of credit is erased down to zero as well, and you feel like you can start spending again um, on those, uh, you know, on your credit card or taking money on your line of credit. Remember that you've just moved your loan from one place to the next, and you still have to pay that off before you start accruing, you know, debt anywhere else because, you know, as human beings, once we see that credit is available, often we take advantage of that. So that's one uh, that's really, you know, some self-checking. Uh, you know, am I someone who is controlled enough that even if I've got a credit card that's free with, you know, no, no, uh, no charges on it, am I still able to just continue to pay my student loan off um, and then then use my credit card in the future? Yeah, and not rack up other debts that you can't pay in addition to the other debt yeah, that you exactly, were having trouble yeah. paying before. Um, the final piece of advice in the global news piece it sounds like great advice for me uh, in all kinds of financial things, which is you need a plan. Uh, but, but you know, wh- what are the basic steps of creating a plan, whether we're talking about student debt or, or another kind of debt for people? Well, you first have to figure out how much money you owe. So it's not just maybe your, your government loan that you took to go to university. Maybe you did borrow money from um, you know, a bank, or maybe you took out a student line of credit from a bank. Maybe you borrowed money from mom and dad. There, you maybe have money on a credit card. So you want to figure out all the money that you owe that has to do with your to to do with your student debt. In fact, all the money you owe. Period. Um, and then list it from highest interest rate to lowest interest rate. And really, from a personal finance perspective, you would be smart to pay the debt off that's costing you the most. So it could be you know a few thousand dollars that you've racked up on your credit card. Pay that off first while still making minimum payments on your other debt. That's called the avalanche method. It was a way that, uh, it was a term that was coined by um, Dave Ramsey in the United States. Not everyone agrees with everything that he says about personal finance, but this is something that I really do agree with him on, is that, you know, use, uh, pay your debt off like an avalanche from largest to smallest and get it done as quickly as possible. Um, And also be realistic about the kind of salary that you're going to be making. Um, And if it's not a salary that, you know, that really is going to help you pay your debt down, maybe you need to live back at home with mom and dad for a while. Maybe you need to continue to live like a student so that you can use the maximum amount of your salary to pay this expensive student debt off. Because, you know, if you are getting to your 30s, mid-30s, early 40s, and you still have your student debt, that can be a major deterrent of you doing other things like buying a house, buying a car, starting a family. All those things seem more difficult if you're carrying student debt. All right. Rabina Ahmed Hawk, our personal finance expert, thanks for uh, that advice for any students who are freshly graduated and staring down the barrel of their student loans. Yes. Thank you very much for having me.